everybody. You're listening to the M&P Podcast with your hosts, Doyle. Doyle Rule. And Jeff. My name is Jeff. Hey, Flyers fans, it's the M&P Podcast coming to you live, pre-recorded the day after the Super Bowl. And because this is live, pre-recorded the morning of the Super Bowl, we don't know what happened. <laughs> so everyone's either super happy or super depressed, and uh, there's probably no in-between, right? The people are still drunk from yesterday, or they killed themselves. Yeah. Or they set a bunch of shit on fire. Well, that's going to happen. Win or lose. Regardless. Philly's yeah. good at partying like that. This, of course, may sound familiar. It's fly like an eagle. Say, the only version. Like twelve cease and desist orders from Steve Miller Band and every artist to cover this. Uh, it's the best version by a one seal from the 1996 Oscar-winning film. Should have been an Oscar-winning film. Space Jam, yes. <laughs> Seal was outright cheated. The last good thing he's been in was Heidi Klum, and that's a shame. <laughs> uh, so it's been a, a raucous week of Flyers hockey leading up to the Eagles Super Bowl. Um, if you're listening yeah. to hear our reactions about the Eagles Super Bowl, I guess we could just knock them out right now. Um, Doyle, if they win, uh, go Birds. Yeah, if they win, go Birds! And if they lost, uh, Jalen Hurts' contract is going to destroy the whole roster, so this will probably be the last time they get there for a while. If they lose, I might set myself on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, self-immolation. You're like a monk. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, okay, so if you were here for the uh, Eagles, sorry. Um, But you should know how this works by now. Or if you were here for the the game that anybody cares about the flyers versus seattle kraken we do not have any information on that for you no that game will start in two hours uh, i thought about yeah. going to it today i figured this would have been the best time to go to a flyers game uh because the city would have been uh i would have it would have been the best party atmosphere at a flyers game all season guaranteed yeah i think charlie o'connor was keeping count of how many Eagles chants were <laughs> during the last game and i think it came out to like 12 or 13 I uh I missed the so the Flyers have played three games since we last talked the uh, Islanders on Monday which they lost two to one the Oilers on Thursday which they won in a shootout and then the Predators on Saturday which they lost in overtime um, correct so I was watching the Phoenix Open the Waste Management WM what they've rebranded because they're no longer a trash company apparently they're a sustainability oh, okay. mogul but uh so it's in Phoenix right green. now. And it's at a TPC Scottsdale. So uh, Sarah like walked into the room and it was on the 16th hole where like everybody crowds around the, the streaker. The, the, no, the part three. Well, there's a streaker too, but she goes, yeah. uh, did, did somebody just yell go birds? And I was like, they've been yelling go birds the entire day. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles contingent that's went out to Arizona apparently is taken in the WM classic ahead of the Super Bowl. So, that's hilarious. I feel like the waste management classic is like what Happy Gilmore intended golf to be. Uh, yes, because yesterday the last the last group the last guy in the last group uh, dropped a tee shot like 
three feet away from the hole on the the par three, and then everybody just unloaded all their beer cans and cups onto the greens <laughs> in a celebration. Apparently, the the nobody got it as close all day, so it was the last guy to do it, and everybody went crazy. That's a fun oh, time. Um, I would like to go to that and party. Yeah, do you just need Shooter McGavin to yell at people and tell them to get back to their shanties. Uh, Shooter McGavin was there. Christopher, Mc... well, I don't know what his name is. I was going to say Chris Maloney, yeah. but that's the dude from uh, Law and Order. <laughs> um, I don't know his name either, but he is on Twitter as Shooter McGavin, which is hilarious. Yeah, is that actually him? I thought that was like a spoof Twitter, but... I thought so too, but I think it is him because he like replied to Adam sandler in like real time once <laughs> and everybody was like holy shit this is actually is the guy that played shooter mcgavin christopher christopher mcdonald is his name that's who it is huh all right so that's cool uh anyway uh let's let's get down to business flyers news right uh let's get through the the minutiae of the roster yeah let's get moves. down to brass tanks Kiefer bellows put on waivers again Big surprise. Um, I <laughs> he's cleared wa- he cleared waivers. He's back with the Phantoms. Um, <laughs> nobody wants him. Jeez. Yeah, this is what like the third time this season he's been put on waivers. And uh, is this another misevaluation by the Flyers front office, Jeff? Ooh, I think this was <laughs> Chuck Fletcher going. He's got a funny sounding first name. It sounds like Ladies Flatulence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he said that at all. Yeah, but. that's what that was in his email to the, the, the. I want to claim him on waivers because it sounds like queef, and that is a funny word for me. <laughs> but no, I guess nobody. He had his shot. He's. I had a goal, right? He at had that a goal. One yeah, point. that was pretty cool. Then he did nothing else, and then uh, he got put on waivers. So and that cleared the way for Ollie Lixell to get called up. Also, a cool name. Uh, I will be Frank. Even though my name is Jeff, <laughs> I have no idea how good Ali Lixell is or if he's playing well or anything about him because I haven't paid any attention to the Phantoms. So any idea? Yeah. If he's well, any good? I heard, I heard he's been playing well on the Phantoms, but I didn't watch like any of the Nashville game probably until I think the last like three minutes of the third period in overtime. So I didn't really get to watch him play at all. But I, I heard in the <laughs> AHL he's been playing well, so that's why he got a call up. Okay, so that uh that so Bellows got sent down, Lixell got called up. He did not play against the Predators because uh the Phantoms had just played the night before, so he's expected to play today and we're gonna look stupid when this comes out tomorrow and he played and has a hat trick like a fucking bunch uh, of yeah. idiots. Uh but then that also it. led to the Flyers outright uh putting Linus Hogberg on waivers to uh, terminate his contract and how yeah. far Linus Hogberg has fallen. Yeah, I know. A lot of people were saying that he had potential to be uh, like, I don't know, well, not like anything crazy, but like a third pairing defenseman. And that's, I guess, pretty decent for a guy who was drafted in like the fifth round. Yes, yeah, so and now but, that paves the way for one Adam Yinning. Yeah, apparently he got... He got jumped by the, everybody's <laughs> least favorite draft pick of the Ron Hextall era, Adam Yinning. The old soft J Yinning. So, yeah, I don't, yeah. can't really comment on this. I guess it's good. Uh, if they stink, cut them, whatever. Um, yeah, but, exactly. Uh, like, I don't yeah. – this is my problem with, like, prospects nowadays is that, like, just going back to all of, like, the Hextall stuff was 
you know, we got excited for all that, and now it's just like, all right, none of those guys panned out how they were supposed to, so I don't care about them until they actually make the NHL now. Yeah, and I mean, like, somebody, I think it was Dr. Evil Gritty posted a picture, and he's like, this is when I knew everything was off the rails, and it was just a Jay O'Brien on draft day. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and I Googled Jay O'Brien, and he's playing in, like, a an A-League some United States A League, so he's, he's he's coming along real well. Yeah, he's he's in he's playing for Boston University, I think. I think he's at BU. He's at BU or BC. I don't know, dude. I think he's, um, I think he left. No, he left one of them. Went to play for like the Pentacons or whatever, and then now is in college. Oh yeah, you're right. Let's see, Pentacon V's in the BCHL. Wow, he actually put up. In 46 games, he had 25 goals and 41 assists for 66 points. That's pretty good. Yeah, but now he's, like, not doing that much. Yeah, well... I have a feeling that they might not qualify him. I have a feeling you may be right, because I remember that draft, and they were like, who's Philly going to take? And then they said Jay O'Brien, and even uh, even Bob McKenzie was like, he's got an apostrophe in his last name. That's about all I got. <laughs> So he has four goals and 19 assists for 23 points in 26 games, and he's also uh, uh, 23 years old. So he is aged out of most of the college competition. Yeah, and he's um, too old for junior now, so we'd have to go to the AHL. Yeah, so he'll go straight to the AHL if they do qualify him, but if they don't qualify him, they get a second-round pick in 2024. Oh. So I guess the Flyers have to weigh if they want the comp pick for 2024 – where they don't have a second round pick or they sign this guy to a contract. Well, considering somehow become uh, an NHL player, considering they burned a first round pick and he's probably like a fourth round pick or lower. I would take the draft pick. Yeah, that might be the best. It seems like the best option. I think they have, I think they have a deadline of, can... I, yeah, I don't and until I saw that so I saw that picture and I was like, This guy looks familiar. I don't but like I couldn't figure out who it was, so it took a bunch of Googling <laughs> to figure I was like, Oh god, Jay O'Brien, that's a name I haven't heard in, in years. So yeah. I I don't think he's gonna go he's not gonna make it. Yeah, he has not uh yeah, panned out too. I mean he was a thought. pull the the draft night. Everybody was like, Whoa god, what's Ron Exdall doing? Could have had Kale yeah, McCarr and now this reach. But also um, I mean, they also said that like Boston was looking to draft him when they were picking, but uh, the big problem with him too was like he got hurt a bunch. I feel like every off season he was having surgeries. Yeah, I think he's come off two hip surgeries now. I believe that's what I yeah, read. Yeah, so well, two I mean, hip surgeries at twenty three. I hope he can figure it out, but I don't think it's going to happen for the Flyers. Yeah, and there's another player that didn't have hip surgeries, but everybody hates now, and that's Travis Sanheim. His stock has <laughs> really fallen. <laughs> uh, the I mean, good was news it really is, ever that high? yeah the the good news is he's here for eight more years after this, so the Flyers have a chance to work it out with him. But I've seen the Twitter tides have turned on him again, and uh, it doesn't look like it's coming back this time unless he does something magical. Yeah, well, I mean, like, everybody says that he's good because his underlying numbers are good and all of his fancy stats project him to be a, what is it, like, a borderline top-pairing top defenseman. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I I don't see it. I think he's gonna be like overpaid for where they have him, which is a second pairing defenseman. Um, for uh, someone who is supposed to provide offense for the defense, uh, he doesn't do much of that. He only has like sixteen points on the year. Yeah, yeah, it's not uh between him and Provorov, the Flyers sunk a bunch of money into defensemen who aren't good. And then you add that to uh, Charlie O'Connor, captain, fluff piece writer, paid for by the team, <laughs> putting out articles about how Tony D'Angelo stinks, and you know the Flyers' <laughs> defense is in a bad way. Yeah, that's hilarious. That the, the, the fact that people think Charlie's like... A shill for the Flyers is pretty funny. Yeah. Well, you, you, oh, we got a, there's bad news coming. So Charlie's got to write a fluff piece about how they like to fight cancer. <laughs> Flyers <laughs> fighting cancer, putting cancer doctors out of work. The whole team's the worst. Like, <laughs> but no, Charlie wrote that article. Um, I didn't get to read all of it because I don't subscribe to The Athletic, but the general gist of it was that. Tony D'Angelo was not valued highly by the Hurricanes because they acknowledge his defense limitations. And then yeah, Chuck Fletcher was like, that doesn't matter to me. Let me give you a million more than Carolina was not willing to pay you to play defense on our top pair. Yeah, like Carolina was, they were going to pay him a little bit over $4 million because they liked him and they knew how to succeed with him. Hide his flaws and... is the correct answer. Yeah, and D'Angelo was demanding $5 million, and they were like, uh, how about you go find a team that'll that'll do that for you? And then Chuck Fletcher jumped all over it and gave up three draft picks for him. And now they're potentially going to try and trade him away. He gave up two draft picks, right? Two, three draft picks for Ghost, then gave up more draft picks to replace Ghost with the same defenseman as Ghost. Basically, but someone who is a better, uh, better, I guess, skater and power play quarterback. That's true. You may be thinking, how do I know that Tony D'Angelo is bad? It's not just Twitter. Uh, that's because John Tortorella told me. <laughs> yeah, John Tortorella said. Uh... <laughs> yeah. If anybody was wondering, it's because the coach said he's so bad at defense, they're stymied by how much work it's taking to make him passable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like how he's like, I don't want to say we're disappointed in him, but <laughs> Yeah, I was not I was not expecting that quote to come out um of John Tortorella's mouth about anybody, right? Because like all season he's been like, I don't really want to comment on it unless it's like we're expecting more out of him, but he was basically just like, Jesus Christ, trying to work with this guy, it's fucking impossible. <laughs> this guy doesn't know his fucking head from his yeah. ass. It's like trying to chisel a statue with just feathers in your hands. It's impossible. He stinks. Yeah. Uh, so that blew me away. And then uh, it just didn't get better I mean, from there because then the char like Charlie wrote that article afterwards that was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Carolina was like, we're not going to pay him. And Chuck Fletcher was like, I will do it. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. As we said earlier, uh, very large misevaluation on the Flyers' part. I mean, Chuck Fletcher in misevaluation seems to be par for the course. Yeah. 
Um, Seems to be a problem there. And the good news is he's barely on the hot seat, so he'll be able to misevaluate the entire trade deadline and then probably offseason. Yeah, they'll probably get like... So some things that have happened since our last episode was Vladimir Tarasenko was traded to the Rangers for was like a first-round pick in 2023 and some prospect and... Uh, or no, Tarasenko and a prospect were sent to New York for a first-round pick, uh, Sammy Blay, and something else. Yeah, I, I can remember. tell you. Uh, so the Rangers acquire Tarasenko and Nico Mikola, a defenseman, and the Blues get uh, winger Sammy Blaze, defenseman Hunter Skinner, and then a 23 conditional first-round pick and a 24 conditional fourth-round pick. Yeah, so uh, interesting to see the first-round picks fly, but... JVR is definitely not going to get that, so don't get your head, uh, hopes up, especially if Chuck Fletcher is going to be in charge of this trade deadline. Well, the Twitter picture I sent you in Joe the Rat uh, of like the top trade targets remaining after Tarasenko was off the board, JVR wasn't even listed. So uh, yeah. I don't really know what the Flyers are going to get for him. I hope at least a second-round pick, but at the same if time... If they can get like, a second round or like two-thirds, I'd be happy. I don't know... I don't think JVR's uh, stats this season are. I mean, I don't know what Tarasenko's stats are, but I have to imagine they're better than JVR's. Um, Let's see. 2022. He's played 34 games. He has 21 points. Akel's 13 assists for 21 points. Now, Tarasenko, that's how you spell his last name. He is coming in at 40 games, 30 points. So. Kind of, you know, not, like better, but not that much better. Yeah. I just think Tarasenko has a better overall body of work. Well, than... yes, he also has a Stanley Cup win in playoff experience, so that helps. Um, yeah. My favorite part of the Tarasenko trade has nothing to do with the Rangers or the Blues. It's how much of a load Patrick Kane has in his pants because he wanted to go play for the Rangers. Oh, yeah, I did, did see that. He was like, yeah, I'm not the most thrilled yeah. that that trade happened. And... uh the Chicago Blackhawks beat writers were like, hey, guy, you had a no movement clause. You're the one dicking around. Like, you could have been on the Rangers yeah, last like, week. The, yeah, the rumor is that you're injured. So either, you know, say you want to get traded and get traded ASAP or don't play and go get fixed. Yeah, they were like, uh, Patrick Kane's hip is a problem, but he's playing through it because he's a warrior. And it's just like... <laughs> Well, that's confusing because any trade would involve a, a medical evaluation. And if he had any real hip problems, then that's going to torpedo any trade into the ground. It's like, what is he expecting? Yeah. Uh, I don't. So, uh, so JBR may be gone. Who knows? Zach McEwen broke JBR his jaw. He's probably gone. not gone. And, yeah, there might not be many other trade targets unless it's stuff that's going to happen in the offseason. Well, Jacob, Jacob Chikrin is... His name's heating up, right? He's been involved in a bunch of rumors. And then yeah, once the, the Chikrin... Frank Sarah Valley said the Kings were heavily uh, rumored in being interested in trading for him. So if that does happen, then we can shoot every sort of Ivan Provorov to the Kings trade down the tubes. Yeah, that would be tough, but that does open up the market for teams looking for a Jacob Chikrin to maybe trade for an Ivan Provorov. That is true. 
You know, they lost out on Chikrin, but they still get this guy who's logging top line minutes. Granted, his play has been all over the place, but like he's also under term for a bunch of years, so like that's promising. And it's not like a bad term. No, he's only under term for one more season. Could be worse. Wait, Provorov's contract is up after this? Not this season, next season. He signed him and TK signed those contracts that long ago? Yeah, 2018, 19. Oh god. How long have we been doing these podcasts? Too long, Jeff. Oh man, that is a lot. Okay, so well, he's he's under term, I guess. Well, I don't, who wants him though at this point, right? He's uh, damaged goods. He's been playing well, but yeah, do you want to take on the PR hit? No, probably not. Speaking of PR hits, though, um, you, oh, I'm sorry, he has two more years after this year. You texted me a an update. Uh, Rod Brindamore was apparently on. Was it Spit and Chicklets? Correct. And he confirmed the details regarding his ousting from Philly? Yeah, it didn't have to do with his wife, though. It was not Eric Lindros porking his wife, as rumors no, he, previous. Yeah, he spoke, yeah, he spoke pretty highly of Eric Lindros. Hold so on, that... let me just cover ourselves. It was not... Allegedly. Eric Lindros having sex with his wife. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes, okay, good. So we're good. <laughs> so what was the reasoning for him leaving town? Well, he said that, uh, so Paul Holmgren, I guess Clark was, I forget, not there for some reason, but Paul Holmgren called him into the office when he, and Holmgren was the assistant GM at the time, and basically like said, what do you think about uh, Keith Primo? (laughs) And yeah, basically like asked him his assessment on him and then, and said like, oh, we're going to trade like. Lindros and whatever for him and he basically said like a crazy Lindros is like you know a great player and everything and like one of the best players in the league and then Holmgren told him and he's like "Uh, don't worry like Clark he loves you we're not going to do anything with you and then he ended (laughs) up being the one that gets sent for uh, Keith Primo oh I actually I mean that's a super abridged version I probably like forgot some of the details of it but like that's basically what was said we actually had a recording of that happening it's uh so this is Paul Holmgren talking to uh, Rod Brindamore. Allegedly. You're fired. And in case your ears are fucked, get the fuck out. I thought that was crass. <laughs> I thought that was not the best way to do it. it seemed kind of rude. Yeah, it was. But yeah, and he was like the same thing where he, he said, kind of like Richard said when they were when he was on Spit and Chicklets, like if they would have kept their team together, they probably could have won like a Stanley Cup, but you know how impatient the Flyers were back then. It's like as soon as someone wasn't like showing any signs of slowing down within like twenty games, they were just like, "All right, you're out of here." Yeah, and Rod the Bob. See you, buddy. We're gonna trade Gary Galley for fucking uh, Peter Svoboda. <laughs> Rod the Bot, of course, goes on to captain the Hurricanes to a Stanley Cup, cementing his legacy yeah. there. And Keith Primo yep. had a concussion in that Game Five overtime winner, right? Yeah, he had uh, he had he had post concussion syndrome for a while. He was like decent when he was here. I don't think he was ever as good as Rod Brindamore, though. No, he did have the the OT winner that will always be remembered. Yeah, and that's like when I think of Keith Primo, that's really all that comes up about him, other than his like him and and the O four playoffs. Yeah, him and Pronger. Like I have to sit in a dark room. Because I have so yeah. many concussions, so that's tough. I really like Brindamore, and you know, like those rumors swirled around 
I'm like, how about Jeff? Yeah. Was it Jeff Carter allegedly porked uh, Scott Hartnell's wife? No. Yes. Yeah, that was another. Yeah. yeah. Allegedly. Of course. We don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to get Pat McAfee here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I hearing that story justified how upset I was as a kid when they traded away Rod Brindamore. Yeah, it's real fucked up that they called him into the office to ask him. That's like you know. <laughs> Would you say that your job's hard? Do you think you could maybe like write up a job booklet about what you do? And the guy's like, oh, sure. And then they're like, cool, we're going to use this to train your replacement after we fire you. (laughs) Like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, It it worked. I mean, it worked out for Rod Brindamore. Now he's like a god. Yeah, it definitely worked out for Rod Brindamore. And he's coaching down there. Not so much the fires. No, because Keith Primo eventually got concussioned out of the league. And then that was it. I wonder how yeah. much better the team would have been. What would have happened if, if Brendan Moore stayed? Because yeah, they were close. They were close to Stanley Cups. Although 96, yeah, they mean, got fucking steamrolled. Yeah, I think they were. Weren't they the favorites going into that playoff, too? Like, nobody knew the Red Wings were going to be as good as they were. I don't remember that much. I just know that the Red Wings. That was like the Russian, the, or the, what was it? The, yeah, it was like Lidstrom... Fedorov, Yeiserman, Um I want to say Konstantinov. Konstantin, right? Konstantinov, because then he got in a car accident and was paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, that team was ridiculous. I mean, they steamrolled. The Flyers were a one-line team by that point too. So, like, well, yeah, they were one-line team, and uh, dude, the 04 playoffs was even worse. But yeah, '97, they were one-line team, and they shut down Lindros and that whole line pretty much the whole series until like the fourth game yeah and then Hextall fell apart in the final oh that was a tough one yeah sixth sixth grade me was super upset watching all those games sixth grade yeah what wasn't that how much you aging yourself there oh no maybe that was 97 oh no yeah it was like fourth grade me (laughs) my bad I don't know, man. Listen, <laughs> I say things like a couple years ago when it was like ten years ago. You know? Yeah, yeah I know. I do the same thing. It I was think like the year two thousand was like three years ago, and I look back, it's like over twenty. Yeah, we were talking about. I think it was like the two thousand twelve playoff run, and I was like, oh, that was good. The Flyers weren't that bad a couple years ago. They're like that was like eleven years ago, dude. It's yeah. <laughs> a full decade. <laughs> you could have an eleven year old child at this point. <laughs> yeah exactly the 2010s oh because it was it was when the flyers were doing throwback thursday night to celebrate like the 2010s and <laughs> the two it's like they were celebrating 2010s but the poster they gave out didn't have richards or carter on it well yeah because it was only one year of the 2010s yeah but the guy captained your stanley cup final team and then jeff carter of course crushed so much poon and sea aisle they made a statue for him yeah, I mean, if you want to argue, they it was technically the 2009 season. Well, 2009 into 10. Yeah. that's Well, guys, hockey's like stupid. It's like basketball where it splits over New Year's and then you have to have two years instead of just one. Yeah. Speaking of basketball, I was watching that Nets game on Saturday night. What a wild ending, huh? Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's going to inbound it with like less than a second left. If he hits this three, they're going to overtime. And then he hit the three, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. What is this? <laughs> yeah, then, uh, dude, I saw that go in, and I was like, oh, they're going to lose this game. Yeah, I thought they were. And then they were, like everybody was milling around the court, and I was like, oh, he must have released it after the, the clock ended. And then that's what happened. 
and the Sixers escaped. I did not realize, though, because, like, we went down to uh, the bar and, like, we walked in right as, like, I guess Harden was shooting his last free throw. So I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that, like, the Sixers came back to get ahead by three all within, like, the last two seconds. Yeah, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's a wild time. Um, Okay. So what do we have left here? And B got fouled. Let's see. We can uh, let's end with how about Tortorella's letter to the fans that came out. this. Oh, week. yeah, that that was pretty good. Yes. We... Uh, the first thing I'll say about that is it's hilarious that they chose Tortorella to be the messenger over the GM because they knew the GM uh, nobody would take serious and they would just, you know, the, the Internet would be in a frenzy if that came from Chuck Fletcher. Yes. I'm also not surprised because Tortorella has been the only one who's been realistic about this team the entire season uh, correct a lot of people were saying why would chuck fletcher hire a guy he doesn't like and to that i say i don't think chuck fletcher hired him if you remember the flyers made it a point to say that they went with a third party consultant outside consulting firm to interview head coaches and they settled on john tortorella which leads me to believe that that was not chuck fletcher's first pick and he was told he was yeah. hiring john tortorella your thoughts uh, I tend to agree. Yes. And judging by this season of Tortorella undercutting everything Chuck Fletcher says, uh, I don't think they're on the best terms. They're not sending each other Christmas cards. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I'm glad that John Tortorella is undercutting Chuck Fletcher because um, I think me and you both agree that we are sick and tired of the shit that Chuck Fletcher has been spewing to uh, the fans and us. Yes. Uh, you mean... Aggressively retool? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Your aggressive retool? Yes, it's... Uh, I get it. We gave him a lot of credit at first for going out, getting Ryan Ellis, making trade after trade, trying to get the team better. Yeah, you you tried. got You got rid of Patrick. You got rid of Phil Myers. You got Ryan Ellis. You're all like, oh, wow, okay, maybe. Now, everything did backfire, but... Yeah. As a res- so you can't really get him for the injuries. It's like a freak injury, unless they knew about it. But I don't think they did. Yeah. The issue is everything he's done since everything backfired, doubling down on his mistakes. Yeah. Right. You sign well, Ristolainen, huge mistake. Yeah. You trade Ghost for picks. Okay, if you're going to replace him with something, but then you go out and get his replacement, which is him but older, for more picks. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. I'll go back a year too. You you lose Niskanen, he retires, and then you try to say, "Oh, we're signing Eric, Eric Gustafson as like the replacement." A stopgap. Yeah, and you already have Ghost on the roster, who is basically Eric Gustafson. Then you're going to try and say the same thing. You've already done all these moves. You already gave up all these picks for Ristolainen, and you gave up picks to move Ghost because nobody wanted him apparently, and he's uh, he doesn't respond to the coaches. Uh, so you say, and you lose Ryan Ellis, who is supposed to be your top air defenseman. And you say, all right, well, we're going to get another version of Shane Goss's pair, pay him $5 million and uh, be surprised that we totally misevaluated him. And he is also not a top air defenseman. Yes. And then you go, Travis Sanheim, you have a year left in your contract. Instead of letting it play out and see what we could resign you at, I went ahead and signed you to an eight year deal. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and now it looks like he misevaluated Sandheim as well because Sandheim's kind of falling apart. He looks like he belongs on the island of misfit toys. 
Yeah, the only the only thing I think you can argue with any of those moves is if the cap goes up as much as everybody suggests, like you get Sanheim and Ristolainen at like their going rate basically. But that's like what three years from now at this point. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. They kind of backed themselves into a corner here, and now you're hearing a lot more rumors about. Well, I think for the Rangers traded for Tarasenko, there was rumors that he would go, like they would trade Hayes to the Rangers because they needed a center. Um, so like, but there's rumors that Hayes is going to be on the move. There's rumors that I mean, obviously JVR is going to be on the move. I don't really know who else they could possibly trade at this deadline, unless it was like some blockbuster deal for Carter Hart. Yeah, I don't think they're going to move many people if they still have term. I mean, I, I guess maybe Hayes if a team is that desperate for a center, but like the Flyers are going to have to eat like a pretty hefty amount of that contract. And then I, I don't know at all. Like from that, it just depends on like what you get back in return. And then I guess you're crossing your fingers that Dylan Larkin doesn't have a contract extension with Detroit. So you can try and give him as much money as possible to convince him to come here. Yeah, but, I mean, Dylan Larkin is being heavily courted, I believe, right? And I don't know... Well, the rumor is is that Iserman isn't budging from his number. So he wants Larkin to come in as at less, and Larkin's looking for a big dollars. Yeah. Let's see. This article... I don't follow enough of the Red Wings to know exactly what's going on, but this article looks like it's something related to the Red Wings, and they said the three places for Dylan Larkin to end up most likely are Minnesota, Carolina, or Colorado. So good news for Flyers fans. Uh, life well, is meaningless, and you will die miserable. <laughs> that's if they decide to trade him to one of those places. Yeah. I, is he... Uh, what I don't know is that... Is he- is he like on his original deal or did he get his adult deal or like is he still an RFA if he ends this contract? I don't think he's I don't think he's an RFA anymore. Um but he's on a, a higher cap. Like he's on a he was on a six million dollar cap. Oh yeah, okay. Hit. So he's on he's getting five two five this year and he wants probably way more than that. So Yeah, so he'll pro- on the open market he'll probably get close to like nine, nine and a half. Will easily. he though? I don't think he's that good. Bo Horvat set the market basically. Yeah, uh, let's. So, 2018 was his best season. He had 73 points. Last year, he had 69 points. Nice. Um, in 71 games, but like, I don't. That is that like nine million dollars worth? I guess with free agency and everything being ridiculous, and Bo Horvat getting eight million dollars a yeah, year. Yeah, Bo Horvat getting eight by eight and a half. Lou Lamorello saying that. Yeah. Lou Lamorello saying he hates his team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lou, Lou Arrow saying he's getting paid too much money. <laughs> Love it. And then the Flyers come in and play the Islanders right after giving Bo Horvat, and they only score two goals, and everyone's like, "Is Bo Horvat going to fix all the problems on the island?" No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Islanders. I think like Pitts. They have like more points in Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh has like six games in hand or something like ridiculous right now. So like the Islanders are pretty much going to have to like win out to be getting a chance at the playoffs. So they might have signed Bo Horvat for not this year. Yeah, I haven't uh I haven't kept up with anything around the league. I did see Jeff Carter elbow uh someone right in the head and knock him out. Was it Kale? Yeah. Yeah. Crushed him and then all the uh Avalanche fans were like, Who didn't get a penalty? Why it's not fair. <laughs> 
Yeah, I haven't really been paying too much attention to. I kind of just been waiting for the trade deadline, the non-amusing trade deadline that's going to happen on like the NBA trade deadline where it was like every star player you could imagine was being traded. Yeah, dude, last week was fucking nuts. It was like every time you got on Twitter, it's like, "Oh, Kevin Durant just got traded. Kyrie Irving just got traded. Like Westbrook went somewhere." It's Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. The Sixers traded uh uh Matisse. Matisse yeah. Yeah, but Gary Bettman says everything's fine. Yeah, I don't uh I don't see it. I know the NBA makes way more money and they only have two rounds of their draft, which still blows me away. Uh, well, cuz they only play like six people. Usually. I also learned that the NBA owners apparently were the ones that pushed for the you can't trade first round draft picks in consecutive years rule basically to protect themselves from themselves interesting i never heard that yeah i don't know know if that's true so i was going to ask you it's so what it sounds like is that the owners put in some kind of clause that they couldn't trade consecutive first round picks and that's why like this they were giving away like 2027 and 2029 first round picks or something stupid like that yeah, I know you can trade like up to six years out. I think of first round picks. I didn't know you could trade. You didn't. You weren't allowed to trade back to back years, though. That's I've never heard that before. Yeah. Well, let's just put a let's just put a uh, pin in that. We'll fact check it, but let's just assume it's true. Yeah, and... we'll, we'll bring the information to that next week. <laughs> we'll just assume it's true and yeah. never come back to it. We'll let everybody else stew in it, and then they can correct us online. But you have, like, huge blockbuster trades. They're getting rid of first-round picks. Meanwhile, you got, like, NHL GMs that are just like, well, if we just hold on to our pick, maybe we could draft a Sidney Crosby at 27. You know? Who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got NBA GMs. are like, I don't know. You want first-round pick for the next 17 years? It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do my next seven first-round picks. I saw that was... A, All right, I'll take Kevin Durant. Thanks. Was the Gary Payton trade that's being held up now? It was like six, five or six, like, second-round picks. Yeah, for Gary Payton Jr. The, uh... I guess it's like... That's a lot of second-round picks, but does that really shows like, how bad you are as a player, that not even one first-round pick, just... <laughs> yeah, just as many second-round picks as possible. <laughs> oh, well. I don't know. The Gary Bettman needs to do something, and maybe that's just retire so somebody else can take over. Yeah. It's, a lot of it has to do with the cap. Well, yeah, and the fact that they got a new TV contract and they didn't raise the cap at all, which seems... Yeah, because they're also worried that one of the TV deals, the company is going to be claiming bankruptcy. Well, yeah, about Bally's. Yeah. Yeah, but that's they're like a... It's not their national although i did so yesterday i turned on uh channel six abc and the capitals bruins were playing i was like oh shit a hockey game on channel six i haven't (laughs) seen one of these in a while yeah you probably almost got the message where it's this this game has been locally blacked out in your area which is what espn plus if you get espn plus without a cable uh, subscription that's what happens when you try to watch your own team games wait is that true yeah, like if you were to try to watch a, a Flyers game on ESPN Plus, unless it's like exclusively on ESPN Plus, it's blacked out that you can't watch it. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't pay for ESPN Plus, so that's wild. Yeah, um, yeah the NHL is just shooting themselves in the foot. <laughs> it re- it sucks. It really sucks because like you like you, you see this cool trade deadline for basketball where like everybody's going everywhere. And, like, the owner of the Nets was even cool. He's like, I personally don't like Kyrie Irving, so that's why I didn't send him where he wanted to go. He can go fuck himself. 
And I thought that yeah. was super badass. Like, no one, Ch- Chuck Fletcher wouldn't be like, well, I don't really like him, so I sent him to Phoenix. Yeah, just look at the Claude Giroux deal. Well, the Claude Giroux deal was partly Chuck Fletcher's fault and partly Claude Giroux's fault. It's Chuck Fletcher's fault because he should have traded him before the season started. And it's Claude Giroux's fault because he then really only approved one team. Yeah, which he had the power to do. Yeah, so uh, really, Clay Claude should have been traded before the season started because the Flyers needed to acknowledge that they needed to rebuild their roster. And this all goes back to Chuck Fletcher's inadequacy and his... Yeah. This all goes back to yeah, the beginning part of this episode, which Chuck Fletcher does not know what he's doing. No. He has no so idea. So with that... He's a doddering fool. And to that I say... You stink! <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's it. I mean, that's all we can really talk about, right? I don't think there's anything else that happened this week. Yeah, just go birds. Go birds, right? Number one. Uh, I have my notes ready. So what I do, what I did last Super Bowl, I got to do it again this Super Bowl. I was up this morning early making a list of all the possible bad things that could go wrong with the Eagles game. Like Jalen, Jalen Hurts throws an interception, fumbles by any players, missed field goals. Then I come, I muse some jokes. I, I spitball some jokes. Like if Jalen Hurts throws an interception, the joke would be, does he know he shouldn't throw it to the other team? Right? And then so you I hit send. Just keep those. Then I wait until Drew's had enough time for it to marinate. So like four to five minutes right he's angry about it it's settled in he's still kind of mad but it's like easing off and then i text him like hey does miles sanders know he shouldn't fumble or like what's the deal <laughs> and then drew responds like a half hour later and he's like i fucking hate you go fuck yourself so... <laughs> yeah the fact that he still gives into this oh he gets so mad he uh so i <laughs> Like I said, I was fucking with him the entire 49ers game. I'm like, Bro- Brock Purdy is going to make a miraculous comeback. He's going to throw seven touchdowns. He's going to drown the Eagles. And the, oh, I was doing it all game. And then at the end, I was like, oh, I can't believe the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. And Drew's like, you're not allowed to root for them with all their shit you talk. I was like, I'll do whatever the hell I want, Drew. Go Birds. <laughs> and I think that made him as angry as it would have been if I just continued asking him stupid questions. Oh, my God. So that's what I got to do. I have a whole list. I'm ready. I did it last Super Bowl. I got to do it again this Super Bowl. It's good juju. It keeps everything going. It makes me laugh. We're going to somehow turn this into like a block pool of betting on what Jeff does. (laughs) Yeah. It's like Jalen Hurts gets sacked. It's like, does he know that he's not supposed to let them catch him? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Drew, I can't believe Jake Elliott missed a field goal. Is that the Cowboys kicker? (laughs) You know. Uh, So, yeah, that's my plan. I got got a list. I'll, I'll have it ready to go. And then it's just a matter of sending him texts at the right times. All right. Well, then we will keep this for next week as an update to see how angry Drew got at you for bugging him during the Super Bowl. It's good luck. I have to do it. I did it last time the Eagles won. So it's it's make sure you do <laughs> one for one. Make sure everybody does everything they did five years ago or else the Eagles are going to lose and it's going to be your fault. Oh, God, I don't know what I was doing five years ago. Well, that's your fault. You got to figure it out. I was texting Drew oh, stupid memes and eating wings. So I'm going to do both of those <laughs> things. And I'm going to, the, when they win, they're going to thank me at the parade. And then, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're going to be like, thank you for bothering Drew. We 
went and saw one of his stand-up shows and it was okay at best yeah but you're going to be on one of the floats in the parade because everybody's <laughs> going to recognize that you did exactly what you did and that somehow brought good fortune to the Eagles yeah. this year. Haven't showered in four days. I'm ready to go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so go birds. Uh, we'll leave you with – what do you want to leave them with? Hold on. Oh, wait. Clams. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will understand that, but when I saw that commercial during wrestling, I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" And I snapchatted you and Drew, and Drew was just like, "God damn it, why is there that? Why is that in a commercial?" Classic. <laughs> uh, so now, if Seal didn't get us before, he's definitely going to get us again. I will leave you with. So this is a funky bass line. Yeah, this is a nice, like, jazz but on this version of this song. This has been another episode of the M&P Podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Well, see you later.